welcome to the Life Church podcast. We are here to help people experience a life-changing relationship with Jesus. We hope you were blessed with this message from our lead pastor, Sophie Douglas, recorded live from Palmerston North, New Zealand. Enjoy. How amazing was that? Thank you, mums. Good morning, Life Church. Ladies, you know, we want to honour you every single day for who you are as mums, as mother figures in our world. But today, especially, we say thank you. Thank you for the legacy that you're creating. Thank you for everything that you bring to this world, the gift of your mother's heart. Thank you for the lives that you're shaping. And I hope that today you know how loved, how valuable, how celebrated and seen you are. As you may know, I do not have any of my own kids just yet, although Benji, our family dog, is like a child. But while I will not be encouraging you today around advice around motherhood, what I will be encouraging you in today is around the Word of God that is for every person, for every season that never changes. Amen. So why don't you join with me right now? Get your notebooks and your Bibles ready and let's pray together. God, we thank You for the power of Your Word. Thank You, Lord, that it is sharper than a double-edged sword and that every word, every scripture, that it never returns void. And we pray, Lord, that this morning we would not just hear the Word, but we would receive it, that it would change us from the inside out. And God, I pray that as I speak, let Your words be heard. Anoint my lips. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. The title of my message this morning is this, My Refuge and Rest. Right now, people are looking for many things. Whenever things are uncertain or there's a major change or there's a danger, there's this greater sense of what is secure? Who, what can I trust? And the definition of refuge is this, the state of being safe or sheltered from pursuit danger or difficulty. When you know God, you know that my refuge and rest comes from Him. And how do we know this? We read all about it in the Scriptures, but we are looking specifically today at a passage in Psalm 91. Maybe this is a Psalm that you know well. Maybe you've held on to the Psalm specifically during this season. Or maybe this is something that you're discovering for the first time today. Whatever it looks like for you, what I want you to understand is the power of meditating on His Word. Meditating means that it's not just about um, reading it once and then thinking, okay, well, that's not really applicable for my life right now. You know, things are pretty good. But the power of meditating on the Word is so that when we need it, we can recall that Scripture. We can find peace and rest and comfort in that Scripture because it's deep within us. So Psalm 91 is a well-known scripture about protection. It talks about the shadow of the Most High God. And shadow in Hebrew means protection. There are over 7,000 promises from God to man in the Bible. I haven't counted all of them myself personally, so you can go and check that out. But many people agree that there are over 7,400 promises of God promising something to us. Have you ever made a promise that you weren't able to keep? You know, told your mom you weren't going to lie and broke that promise. It's so easy to make a promise, but it's a lot harder to keep that promise. And the thing is that as humans, we're not perfect and we can often break our promises. You know, businesses can often 
offer something and deliver something completely else. On Thursday night, Zion and I were so excited because for us, we have date night on Thursday. That's the greatest advice we've been ever given. Keep on dating your spouse. But Thursday night, we were particularly excited because level three meant we could go and get takeaways. I didn't have to cook. We could go. And we love to connect over food and conversation. So we were driving through town thinking, what should we eat? And we drove past McDonald's and the lines were horrific. We went past KFC and it was even worse. But you know, I don't really feel like Macca's until I see a billboard or a picture of a succulent cheeseburger that's been airbrushed and made perfect. But who knows that we know that when we get that cheeseburger through that drive-thru, it never looks like the pictures that you see on TV. You know, every sesame seed has been placed perfectly, the steamed bun. And you know that while they're going to promise this amazing looking burger, what you get in reality is often not the same. It's like thinking that our promises that we keep to ourselves and how easy it is to break our own promises. And we can sometimes think about God's promises and think that it's like that. But what I want you to know this morning is that God is completely different. His promises are yes and amen. It's His nature that He cannot lie, that He cannot break what He says. So the world may not keep its promises, but let me tell you this morning, God does. And one of the greatest promises that He gives us is that no matter what happens, if we choose to make Him our God, we can find refuge and rest in Him so that nothing, nobody, no pandemic, no economic shift or life challenge can ever take that away from you. So this morning, I want to share a few thoughts with you from Psalm 91, that we can find refuge and rest in these six promises. Number one, firstly, Psalm 91 promises us God's presence. Read with me in verse one to two. If you've got your Bible, open that up. Otherwise, the team will be putting the scripture on the screen right now. And it says this, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow. Remember, shadow means protection of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Whoever dwells in the shelter. The first thing that we need to know is that the word shelter, or some translations call it the secret place, is talking all about God's presence. This psalm was written in what we call the Old Testament. So it means that it was before Jesus' time. And so the people of the Old Testament are longing to be in the presence of God. They're longing to get into the secret place and to have access to His presence. But unfortunately, it was a very difficult thing to do. It wasn't easy to stay in God's presence. They had to offer animal sacrifice after animal sacrifice so that their sins could be covered and they could get into the perfect presence of God. And they would bring their best offering and it would be enough for a moment. And then again and again and again, it was never enough. Bringing your best only to have to do it again. Their work was never done. They can never be fully in His presence. Mums, have you ever felt like the work is never done? You know, I don't have kids and it still feels like my laundry pile never gets finished. And I can, I can hear you laughing at me right now thinking, Sophie, you just wait. <laughs> or who here loves a good list? 
I love to be able to just write down things on my list so that I have the satisfaction of crossing it off. You know what, sometimes I even write down the things I've already done just so I can feel good about ticking it off. But imagine the frustration. Imagine the frustration of having a to-do list that never ends. No matter how hard you work, no matter how quickly you try to work so you can cross it off, it's never finished, it never ends. But the good news here this morning is that we don't read the Old Testament like the people that found themselves in that time, but we read this 2,000 years later, knowing that Jesus went to the cross and paid for our sins, died on that cross, so He would take on our sins and, and allow us to have full freedom and full access to the presence of God. And so this psalm takes on a new significance when we read it this morning because the secret place, God's presence, is what we get to be in right now. It was a secret place because it was hard to find. That's why it's called the secret place. And the Old Testament people, they could only dream of being in His presence, but their dream is now our reality. We get full access to God's presence. It's a promise for us to stand on this morning. And the word dwells or abide in the word Hebrew is yashab. And it means to sit, to sit down. How beautiful is that? It says that all of these promises in Psalm 91 belong to those who dwell in the presence of God. Psalm 91 is telling us that for us to have protection, God's promise of protection, the first thing that we need to do is sit down. Rest, relax. In the Old Testament, the tabernacle, which I guess is like the church that we're in now, the priests would have a table in the tabernacle, but there was no seat. There was no chair because their work was never finished. They had to keep hurrying, rushing around, atoning those sins, but it was never done. Their work was never finished. But after the sacrifice, after Jesus paid that price, it is finished. And that's why we get to sit in His presence. That's why we get to relax into knowing what Jesus has done for us. I'm seated now with Christ. When Jesus um, died and He rose again, it says that He went, and now He's sitting at the right-hand throne of God, and we are seated with Him up there. When He took on our sins, we became like Christ, and now we are seated with Him. We get to sit and rest in His presence. There's nothing more or nothing less that I can do to change that promise. I can relax because when God looks at me, He sees Jesus, not my mistakes, not my failures, not my fears, not my doubts. I can relax because even when the enemy looks at me, he sees Jesus and what he's done. And if he wants to get through to me, he's got to go through Jesus first. So I can sit because it is well within my soul. I want you to sit today. You might be saying, well, I'm sitting right now. I mean, not just physically, but spiritually. Sit in that promise and allow it to sink in. It is finished. Sit in that for a while. Take a deep breath. Relax those shoulders. Whatever you're doing this week, can I encourage you not to rush around, but go about your day knowing what you sit in. 
Start your morning rested in God's presence. When it talks about his protection, being those who dwell in the shelter of the Most High God, it's talking about protection comes to those who know how to rest and start their day, sitting and resting in his presence. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So know that you are not trying to get anywhere because you're already there. Things can rush around you, issues, issues can come over you, challenges might be over there, but you get to sit through it all because you can dwell when God's presence is within you. Maybe you're listening to me this morning and you're thinking, well, that's easy enough to hear. It's easy enough for you to say that, Sophie, but I don't think you get it. Right now, I'm trying to run a business and keep things afloat. Right now, I'm trying to figure out how to work from home and homeschool my kids. Now understand that sometimes we can receive something into our head, hear it, listen to a message, but it's hard for it to get within us. Early on Friday, I was just prepping for my message and I was finishing up my notes. And the thing about preaching is that you can always preach a good message, but then you always feel that pressure to preach the next best message. And I remember getting all my notes ready and thinking, okay, God, I've got everything that I need, but um, is it enough? You know, is this going to work? And just as I, my train of thought was heading that way, I got a text and a mentor of mine just sent me this text saying, Sophie, I hope you're having a great day. I just felt to tell you to stop striving. Just be. She said, I felt, you to, I felt to tell you not to strive. You are there, so just be. She had no idea what I was preaching on this morning, all about resting in the presence of God. But can I also remind you that you are there, so just be. All of us need that reminder that the promise of God's presence means that we don't have to strive to get anywhere because we are already there. We find ourselves in that presence, in that shelter, in that secret place, and in Him we find rest. So that means that Psalm 91 isn't something that we just have to declare over ourselves in a huff and a puff and get all tied out, but it's something that sits within us and dwells within us as we find refuge and rest in God's presence. This morning, if you are just running and you're exhausted and maybe you've just been approaching God on the occasions when you suddenly need Him or when it suits you, can I remind you that there's nothing that you can do, no mistake that is so big that God will love you less. You don't have to keep running. You can stop. You can accept His love for you and you get to sit in His presence this morning. The presence belongs to those who dwell in God. And when you're right with Him, His presence is a promise. Secondly, Psalm 91 promises us God's protection. Psalm 91, three to four says, surely He will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. Sometimes we can read a text like that and, and we can misinterpret it by thinking that the Bible's promising that we're never going to have bad things happen to us. And what happens with that is when we believe that lie, when bad things happen, we want to draw away from God. And maybe you're in that place right now where you've lost a job or a loved one is hurting or sick and the question that's running through your mind is, why God? But Psalm 91 promises that God will protect us, but it's not a promise that bad things won't happen. 
God's protection is different from our 21st century understanding of what protection means. He's saying, I will not just protect you from trouble. I will not even just protect you from in your trouble. I'm going to protect you through your trouble. Our security and protection is through our faith and our relationship with God. And the first promise, remember, that we read about in Psalm 91 is God's presence. And so what we need to understand is that God's presence is that protection. His presence means I'm protected. Psalm 91 promises that I don't have to be afraid because I have God's protection. It doesn't say that I won't have to face them. It just says I don't have to fear them and that I won't ever have to face them alone. God's protection is that nothing can touch me without Him knowing. It's eternal and temporal protection from the stuff I can see and the stuff I can't see. It's those that can go through tragedy and say, God's peace was there kind of protection. Protection from what could have taken me out, taken me away, but God preserved me through it all. The best way that I can describe it is Timothy Keller talks about a verse in Romans 8, 28. The verse that says, All things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. And he goes on to say, look at the word together. It doesn't say all things are good. It doesn't say, if you look at the bad things, you might be able to find a silver lining. Because that's not often very comforting, is it? Because sometimes bad things are just bad. But he says, it's saying that it is together God works things. Together God works things together. He brings his power to bear on all things. And so that in the long run, We'll only see this often from the standpoint at the end of history, but in all things, we will have moved in a direction of God's glory and our good. That's what we have to trust God in when He talks about His promise of protection for us. It says in Psalm 91 verse 4, He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. Whenever Zan and I are taking a walk and, um, along the street, there's two things Anna's very adamant on. One is that when it's a cold and windy, palmy day, he's got to grab his jacket and I've got to come under his protection and he's got to protect me from the cold and the wind. And secondly, if we're walking along the side of the road, he's got to make sure that he is on the side of the road with a car, if it was ever to hit us, would hit him first. He's just really adamant on those two things. And the picture of that, of coming under that covering and protection, is what the picture paints here in Psalm 91 verse for, that God is saying, my, I'm going to take you under my wing. The covering is like a mother bird stretching out her wings to protect her chicks. And that wing covers them from the sun, from the heat of the sun, from the biting cold of the wind. It protects them from any predators. And what it's saying is that the wing is a substitute. So God is taking on the things that come against us. It's like Jesus taking on our sins so we could be protected and safe under his protection. Troubles may come, but our soul is safe. Nothing can take away, he's saying, our eternity and our security in Christ. The thing about a covering is that it's there for our protection, right? So how silly would it look? If I was walking around in the rain and all of a sudden I just started walking like this 
Instead of putting myself under the covering and the protection, we can often spend our lives not knowing that there's perfectly great, the the most perfect, in fact, protection and covering available to us. But we walk around like this because we don't understand that while God's covering and protection is a promise to us, we have to choose to put ourselves under it. It's our choice this morning whether we claim that promise for ourselves to put ourselves under the protection of God, under His covering covering and his wings. Nothing can protect us like the covering of God. And just like the umbrella, the more that we put ourselves under it, the safer that we are. The more that we put ourselves into God, the safer our soul is. So we bring our whole selves. And the thing about a wing is that it means that if that's the wing of a bird, it means that the bird is there, right? So it means that if God is talking about his wing being there, it means that his presence is there. And that is the safest place that we can be in the presence of God. Amen. Psalm 91 shows that troubles will come and challenges will happen from deadly pestilence to foulest snares. But when we claim the promises of God's protection, when we choose to put ourselves under his covering, we are safe in him. Thirdly, Psalm 91 promises us God's peace. God's peace. Verse five to six, you will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Just like our version of protection can be different from the way that God sees protection, often our version of peace can look quite different to his as well. Our peace is often this. Well, when this happens and when this goes away and that issue is sorted and when my house is finally clean and tidy and when that annoying person gets out of my life, I will have peace. But that is not what the psalm is describing. It describes a lot of bad stuff. When you look through Psalm 91, there's actually a lot of bad stuff. It says a lot of highly unpeaceful situations like a snare, a fowler, which is like a word for a hunter or a vulture. It says perilous, terror, pestilence, darkness, destruction, so on. In the middle of these assurances and promises, God describes these things. But in the middle of it, he's saying, you will not have to fear. God's peace is not like our peace. Life is going to have those things, those challenges, and the Bible's making that clear. It's not news to us, but it's not about all of these things going away for us to then finally have his peace. He's saying that it is through these things that I will bring you peace. God's peace is not, what it is not about what's happening on the outside, what circumstances are around us, but the most important peace in our life comes from being right with God. Early on this week, I woke up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. And usually I'd go back to sleep at that time, but something within me just felt like I had to stay awake. There was a, there was a reason why I was awake. And I remember walking out into the lounge and it's dark and I'm looking over my shoulder, a little bit afraid because there's these shadows and I live in the country and the wind is creaking. And I remember thinking, oh man, this would be amazing if every morning I could get up really early and spend extra time with God. But then this voice kind of came within me thinking about, but it's really scary at this time of the night. There's no one around, it's really dark, and I'm a bit bit afraid. And God just reminded me, Sophie, do you know who you are? Sophie, do you know whose you are? You don't have to be afraid. 
And I remember God's peace comes from knowing who I am in God. God's peace is knowing that I do not have to be afraid because perfect love casts out all fear. And God is perfect love. Often when I don't feel that peace in my life, it's because I've taken myself out of the presence of God. It's because I've temporarily forgotten who I am in Him. And I'm back striving again in my own strength. And then all of a sudden when I realize God is with me, it's God's presence that brings peace, not our circumstances. When we're promised God's presence, it doesn't matter what happens, whatever storms come our way, we can have unconditional peace when our life is built in Christ. Can we still suffer? Yes. Can we still experience inconvenience and uncertainty? Yes. But can it cause us harm? No. That is what God's protection is. We serve the Prince of Peace. We are in Him and He is in us. The enemy could try and take everything away from you, but as a child of God, he can never take your peace. Psalm 91, number four, promises us God's perspective. Psalm 91, seven and 10, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent. Now, if I was to take my iPad or an iPhone and it's got the news app, it's got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, don't know who uses Twitter in New Zealand, but if I was to bring it really, really close to me, The closer that it gets, I can't see anything else. It blocks how I see things. And the closer something is get to our heart, the bigger it becomes in our eyes. What I want you to understand is that while it's okay to be aware and informed of what is happening, what we're called to do is to meditate on the Word of God. And when it becomes closer to us, when we see it in front of us all the time, that's the perspective that we suddenly have in the face of troubles and circumstances. We naturally, as human beings, we're so conscious of what was just visible to us. But I need you to understand that you're not just called to see things with your natural eyes, but God has given you a promise of His perspective to be able to see with His eyes, supernatural eyes. Nobody can see reality the way that God does. And we're missing out if we only choose to see with our eyes. What we meditate on, what we think on, what we spend time contemplating is what we bring closer to our heart and what we ultimately see. If you're reading the news every uh, minute and it's not just once to stay informed, but you're, you're watching every version, you're listening to that commentator, you're listening to every channel and it is just building up your anxiety, it's just feeding your fear and your worry and your doubt, You need to get that away and you need to start reading different versions of the Bible. Meditate on the Word of God so that your perspective is not what is aligned with the world, but is aligned with how God sees the situation. We know that lives can be lost right now. We know the economy is changing, but even in the midst of it, we are called to keep God's perspective through it all. The scale of the trouble we face does not change the promise in Psalm 91. The media may say that, your neighbours may say that, Aunt Matilda may say that on Facebook, but our response should always be, what does God say? Amen, when He is with you, your perspective changes. Number five, Psalm 91 promises us God's provision. 
91 verse 11 to 13, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift up in their hands, lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Think about it. Think about tramping on a lion, trampling, not tramping, trampling on a lion or a snake. I don't know about you, but that kind of sounds scary and it sounds very untrampable. But the verse is not talking about us physically trampling and treading on a lion, but it's talking about spiritual warfare. It's talking not about real lions and snakes, but the fighting in a realm that we cannot see. There's a fight right now happening for our souls, a war between God and the enemy. And God's saying that he's going to provide for us to make sure that we're not fighting this on our own. Firstly, he's given us Jesus Christ, which is like game over. (laughs) We've won, it's done, it is finished. But he's also giving us resources. God's promise in the Psalm, a God of angels. And that when we dwell, remember to sit and rest in the shelter of the Most High, we get God's provision and help to overcome the enemy and have authority over him. Do you know that this morning you are not alone? You are not without resources. God has equipped you for this battle. He has given you authority to trample on the lion and the serpent, the things that are trying to come against you. We have the promise of God's provision. And lastly, Psalm 91 promises us God's power. Psalm 91, 14 to 16, because He loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honour him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. The last two verses shift from the writer talking about God. They don't know if the writer was David or Moses, but we know that it's a leader talking to his people. And suddenly it shifts from the writer talking about God to now God entering the conversation. And it's God speaking to the people. He's affirming everything that writer just said about the promises of God. He's saying, yep, that's true. When you dwell in me, I will give you those things. And it ends with, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. Other virgins say, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. When we love God and we acknowledge him, we know his name. And in knowing his name is knowing his nature, present, protector, prince of peace, provider, powerful. Do you know his name? Do you know his nature? And God is speaking to his people and he's promising that all those who call on him will be answered. He will answer those that love him. He will deliver them. And those who trust him for who he is will be protected. I can pray Psalm 91 this morning with confidence and claim these promises for me because I know only because of God's grace that he's chosen me. And like I said earlier in the New Testament, it says everything God has ever promised to us, all those 7,000 promises I was talking about in the Bible, they have now been fulfilled because of Jesus Christ. We now get access to all of them because of Jesus. It says in the Word that 
every promise has been fully realised in the person of Jesus and that everything God promises is now yes and amen in Christ. The question for you this morning is, do you know the name of God? Are you dwelling in Him? Is He your refuge and your rest? Right now in this moment, I want to invite you, if you do not know God, and to say yes to salvation, to say no to sin and yes to Jesus Christ. Wherever you are right now, I want you to let His presence be felt in that room, to sit in that right now. I don't know who's watching. I don't know what your situation is and what you're going through right now, but I do know this, that God loved you before you even knew Him, that this invitation is so personal to you that when Jesus died, He died for your very sins so that you can have relationship and freedom and you could claim every promise for yourself, the promise of His presence, the promise of His protection, the promise of His peace, the promise of His perspective, the promise of His provision and the promise of His power. They are all for you to access through relationship with Jesus Christ. It says, if you'll call on me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honour him. And this last part, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So right now, call on God and pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I accept your love and grace for me and ask that you would be my Lord. Forgive me of my sins. Help me believe in you and love you every day and help me to show the world how great your love is. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can comment, subscribe, or share it with your friends. For more information, visit us at lifechurchpn.co.nz. Have a blessed week.